0: Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you.
1: I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of
0: coffee and let's talk being brave in business. We're back. Welcome back to Big Brave Business. I'm Sarah. I'm Amanda. (laughs) If you're new here, we're so happy to have you. Thank you for joining us. We are going to talk about ChatGPT today.
1: Yes. You know what's so interesting about this that we decided to record is that I was listening to an episode this morning on The Daily, which is the New York Times daily podcast that comes out and gives you like bite-sized news. They did a whole episode about ChatGPT and how it's affecting colleges and universities and how kids are using it. And they interviewed professors and then they also interviewed students. It was absolutely fascinating. I think it's incredible. And I want to know what your thoughts are. We've talked about it before, but you have had some additional insights since we've last talked. I know you did a deep dive on some research and how to use it yes. best.
0: I want to learn from you. So, okay. I I want to go ahead and say I've become deeply passionate about this and not deeply passionate about GPT, but deeply passionate about what GPT is not. And I specifically, okay, let me let me just back up. I've been using chat GPT here and there for different things that sometimes I'll see like a reel or a TikTok or an Instagram post or something that somebody's like, hey, are you using chat GPT this way? This is how I'm using it in my business. And I'm like, ooh, interesting. I want to try that. And then what I've been finding is sometimes it's great. And sometimes I'll go try to do whatever they said what a great way to use chat GPT. Try this idea. And I feel like I'm not getting results. Like, I feel like I'm kind of banging my head against the wall. And I'm like, why isn't this working? So here's the thing. I want to go ahead and say I do not have any previous background in AI, although I am a total tech geek. I love technology. So, and I always have, you've heard us talk about this before, but I was 10 years old coding websites literally by hand, like in a blank notepad document, just like typing to code websites. So big tech geek, but no background with AI. Okay. So I am not an engineer. I am not an AI expert, but I wanted to understand more. How does chat GPT actually work? Now we did a chat GPT episode Like, months ago when it first became all the rage and everyone was talking about it. And we did say in that episode a couple of things that ChatGPT is not, like... If you asked it for answers to a question, that it might give you outdated information or incorrect information. And also one thing that I see still all the time is about quotes, getting quotes from chat, GBT. And I was like, I don't understand. It gives me like quotes that people never said, or it gives me the same quote and attributes it to multiple people. Like, I don't get it. So we had said like months ago, don't use it that way. And I learned a lot more about why but I feel like I've been talking a lot. So what's your initial thoughts?
1: Yeah. So when we first recorded about ChatGPT, I was like, yeah, it's cool. I don't think I'll use it that much. I would say I have drastically upped the amount of times that I I mean, I use it every single day for, for my client work. I will say that some people that have issues with people using it and saying that it's not there, that they're like copying and pasting from a machine, I think there's a skill set that you have to kind of acquire to know how to prompt it. And that's kind of what I've tried to focus my education on is not so much pulling all seeing what chat GPT can do, but using it like a resource. For example, say that I'm writing social media captions for a restaurant, I will Send Chat ChatGPT 20 examples of previous captions that I have used in the past. I will give it, say, write me 10 captions that have to do with pasta. This is just an example for pasta. It will give me some examples. I will say, I want it to sound like this tone of voice. It will give me examples that are in that same tone of voice. I will say, add emojis, but don't use the lick emoji. This is just an example. It will do that for me. I will then say, use less adjectives. I will make... So it does... To narrow it down to what I specifically look for, it does take time. I use it more of like a brainstorming tool. So even if it writes out for me... For instance, if you use ChatGPT and you're a small business and you tell it to write you an email blast talking about 10 different things... It's going to be so long. If anybody else has used chat GPT, it's not short. It's going to give you eight to 10 paragraphs. I like to go through and pick out a sentence here, a sentence there. There has never been an opportunity for me that I have gotten an answer from ChatGPT and thought, oh my God, copy and paste. (laughs) You know, you really do have to finagle it, which is why I am hearing from people saying that the next generation, uh, there's going to be whole job markets that open up about knowing how to prompt ChatGPT. And I can see where they're coming from. I can genuinely see where they're coming from.
0: On that note... Let me share a little bit about what I've learned. So because I was frustrated because I felt like uh, sometimes I got great results and sometimes I got results, I I didn't understand why I wasn't getting good results from ChatGPT. So I decided to learn a little bit more about what kind of AI is ChatGPT and how is it meant to function? Like what's actually happening on the ChatGPT side? And there's a couple of really big takeaways that I want to like, first of all help people understand but second of all i think that this will really influence how you prompt chat gpt if you use it so one thing i want to say is chat gpt as in the public facing free version with no add-ons is not a search engine it doesn't have the ability to regurgitate like These are search results that are well-scored, whatever. But also, we don't need ChatGPT to be a search engine because we've had search engine technology for ages. We have tons of great search engines. Use Google. So if what you're trying to do is search for something, don't use ChatGPT for that. That's not what it does. Another thing is that ChatGPT, it's artificial intelligence. It's not actual intelligence. And by that, I mean it does not know right from wrong it doesn't know what's correct. I don't even mean morally or ethically, that's like a whole other thing. I mean like literally it can't fact check. So if it answers your question, it does not know if its answer is right or wrong. So do not ask it a question, you need a correct answer to. okay? But some of you might be thinking, I've seen stories or I've tried it and I've seen that when I ask it a question, it gives me the correct answer because sometimes it does. But that's luck more than, uh, or not just luck, that's math <laughs> more than it is actually being able to assess how accurate the information it is or how correct it is factually. It can't fact check It can't source check. It can't cross check multiple sources. It doesn't do any of those things. That's not what it does. What ChatGPT is, is a large language model or an LLM. And what that means is that it has all of these different languages, including coding languages, that it's essentially fluent in, if you wanna think of it that way. It knows (laughs) the words and terminology and phrases for all these different languages. And basically, there is a mathematical algorithm for the relationships between different words. So the probability that a word is related to another word is how it spits back information. Now, this is why when you give a really detailed prompt to ChatGPT, it is more likely that its response is going to be helpful for you. Because, for example, if I ask it for ideas, which we said a couple of months ago that we thought it was great for brainstorming, right? If I ask it for ideas for potential guests who would make a potential good guest for the other podcast that I host, which is for Girl Scout troop leaders. And if I just say, I'm looking for guests for my podcast, what types of people would make good guests? Then ChatGPT is taking words like guests, podcast, and it's thinking about what mathematical relationship those words have to all the other words that it knows in the language that i fed it or that i was asking for a response in which is english so it might spit back business owners business coaches life coaches right and that is not going to be relevant to all podcasts and it's also not going to be very specific now if i can get more specific and i can say give me ideas for potential guests for a podcast for Girl Scout troop leaders. This is the type of topics we usually talk about. Here's some examples of some guests who have already been on. I'm looking for guests that might be able to talk about this, this, and this, but I don't know where I would find those guests. Like what kind of guests would that be? Now it has all these other keywords in the prompt, which is going to build way more specific mathematical relationships in the um, response that it gives. And it's going to give actually a really informative response response because with some really good ideas that I might not have thought of because it knows a relationship mathematically to so many other words than my brain knows because my brain is human, right? So it's not – it's only based on my limited experience to what I've been exposed to and also my current perspective, my memory, all those things. It has way bigger memory than I do, right? Right. So And it doesn't have to have lived experiences in order to build memory. (laughs) So that's why that works way more effectively. Even if I say, okay, you know what? You mentioned this is like a – I wouldn't have an investment banker on on that podcast. But let's say it said um, an investment banker would be a great idea. I might say, well, how do I find an investment banker? Where do investment bankers hang out? How would I approach a business or an investment banker? I can literally ask it. Where would I find an investment banker to invite to come on that podcast? And it's going to, again, use those keywords that I've put into the prompt to create a mathematical calculation for the most probable order of words that would be the answer. And sometimes even that's going to be really helpful, right? So I find this really, really interesting because that's really powerful But also, it explains so much of why it's not necessarily a good writer. And when it seems like it's a good writer, it's because it knows the mathematical calculation that this word most likely follows that word right? Especially when we give it keywords like, write it in the style of this person, right? Then it's going to know that increases the probability that certain words are related to each other. So hopefully, I know this is like in the weeds, but hopefully this kind of like can give some insight because to me, it was mind-blowing. I was like, this is so interesting.
1: Yeah. I think it's really interesting. I will say I have learned to, the more you, it's one of those things, the more you use it, the more different, the more you learn it. And the more you start to kind of learn um, how to talk to it and also what information gives you the best results. I will tell you, Sarah, something that I did a couple of weeks ago for one of our shows to test it out was I went to one of our shows that we work on, obviously it's a pod fox show and i pulled its top episodes and its show notes and i put the show notes into chat gpt and i told it these are the three top shows that got the most downloads can you look at the show notes below and tell me what themes that you notice that may be interesting to listeners and some ideas on what i could do to keep keep this this traction going basically And um, it did it. It did a really good job. I was, I mean, it pulled out the keywords from the show notes, you know, of what people were interested in. I think it was like productivity, simplicity, uh, simple living, that kind of thing. And then it kind of narrowed down and it gave me some ideas that the audience may be interested in. Now, granted, it's giving it, like you said, based off of the words, similar words. It's not actually logging in and seeing what these listeners actually listen to that they might also be listening to. It's strictly a guess but guess what it's damn pretty good guess it gave me it gave me some pretty good pretty good yeah. jumping off points that's why I say kind of what we've been saying is use it like a brainstorming buddy mm-hmm. and that is it's one of those you know it's when you're writing something with uh like in a team uh, setting and you're like God what's that word what's that word and someone gives you that word that's kind of what chat GPT is for me personally when I'm trying to think of like I I know I want to say, Here's the 10 best podcasts you can listen to right now, but I don't want to say that. What's Mm -hmm. 10 other options of some varying different degrees of similarities that I can pull from? And it's very helpful that way. It gives you that word that you're missing sometimes. So I've really fallen in love with it. I highly recommend it for people. Kind of similar to what was talked about on the daily podcast episode that I listened to today about ChatGPT. Don't copy and paste. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're doing yourself for a disservice so many reasons.
1: and I will also say I'm one of those people when you know how you're in, you're watching a movie and an actor comes on and you're like, Oh, what's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? I'm one of those people that's like, don't Google it, use your brain and think about what it, think about what his name is or what movie they were in to try to use your, you know, hard thinking skills and think back and try to really think through what it is you're trying to say. I am that same way with ChatGPT. I try not to just run to it for every single problem where I'm reliant on it. Because guess what? What if it goes away tomorrow? But I will tell you, it has drastically increased my productivity and saved me so much time. So much time.
0: I think that you make a great point of like using it as a jumping off point or using it to create like a foundation for you and then you can dress it up, right? But I think... Also sticking to using it for brainstorming and ideas. Another thing I want to say is that the paid version of ChatGPT has a bunch of add-ons that you can use that are different types of like – Uh, expansions on what it's capable of. So when you take this basic functionality of this mathematical relationship between quote unquote words, I'll say, because it also does code, um, you can use add-ons that do all kinds of things where it can read longer transcripts. So even more effective than using the show notes in your example about giving you episode ideas based on the same themes, like pull out the themes based on the show notes, you could actually have it do that based on transcripts of those top episodes, right? You could also... it. can parse, um, depending on the add-on that you're using, it can parse video, it can parse audio, it can parse web pages, um, and it can pull that information in. So you could even give a whole website address to ChatGPT and ask it, what are the themes or the takeaways, right? What are the core values? Kind of similar to what you were saying. Now, if you're just trying to look up the core values of an organization. Hopefully they have a core values listed on a page on their website somewhere. You don't need ChatGPT for that. You could use Google for that, right? You can just use a basic web search. So I think that's like one of the big things that I would say is to stop using it as a search engine ever and anybody who you hear giving advice to use it as a search engine you can automatically we talk about like your bullshit filter your bullshit meter like being able to sniff out the the bad advice um, on this podcast all the time. This is an example of that. There are people who know a lot about AI and there are people who are talking about AI just to jump on the trend of this is a trendy topic of conversation, but they actually do not know what they're talking about and they give bad advice. So I have one more question for you. What, in your opinion, there's all this discussion, obviously, like the writers on, there's a huge writer strike going on right now. um, And a big thing that's that's going on is like this big push of AI taking writing jobs away or devaluing writing jobs. What is your opinion about AI and writing? How do you feel about it? Or not an opinion, but in general, what are some of your thoughts about it?
1: Um, It's like I said, I think if you are copying and pasting or if you are – I think there's a lot to be said for the amount of life experience that we all have mm-hmm. and how that plays into the art we create, whether it's writing music or, um, you know, there was somebody who recently posted a symphony that chat GPT or uh, an AI built for them. And you so people couldn't tell the difference between what was done by humans and what was done by AI. I think it's all in the do you want to consume content? that was written like do you want to watch a tv show that a a robot wrote no i mean i personally don't i want to hear and listen to music and watch tv from The perspective of people who have life experiences similar to mine, a robot can only simulate that. It can never tell me what a heartbreak feels like or explain to me what it's like to lose your job. I want to learn from people. I think it's a horrible thing that people are losing their jobs no matter what the circumstances are. I think I've been unemployed before. It's a horrible feeling. I feel so sorry for these people that are going through issues where um, a robot is replacing them. Um, I think if you're using it as a tool, it's a great thing. I think if it's the only way that you can create, I think you need to reevaluate your morals and I think you need to reevaluate re- your values. I even check myself very often that I am getting paid a high rate to create content for clients that they want to come from me. And so if I'm using chat GPT, I always make sure, is this something that I would actually create? Is this saving me time so that I can be more efficient? And is it just helping me create better work? Or am I completely taking myself out of the equation? Because I'm very aware that clients come to work with me to work with me. And I hope that studios everywhere really learn to see that there's so much value in people creating art for other people.
0: So. I don't know if that answers yeah. your question. It does. No, and I agree. I think for me, art is such a beautiful and human experience. And I think it's, it's A, a way to, to have discussion about what the human experience is and to be able to explore what the human experience is, to your point about, like, what it feels like, what a heartbreak feels like or what it feels like to lose your job. I think also – um, there's so much creativity and innovation that exists in art that is not going to exist in ai output. Um ai creation of course yes has innovation, but um an ai output does not. I think also I would say my feeling is ai is going to influence it already does influence so much of what we do. I mean, ai is present in in a lot of the tools we use on a daily basis, even like copying and pasting or Google searches or whatever, that's all based on artificial intelligence. So I would say the best thing that I could recommend if you feel like your job market is influenced by AI is to become an expert about it and yeah. leverage that you are um, an artist or a writer or whatever, some kind of creative that knows the power of AI and not just chat GPT, but AI in general, because there's lots of AI resources out there. And don't just play around with it. Don't just experiment with it. Don't just take the advice of other people on TikTok, but actually learn about what the different types of ai are what how those resources actually work and then how you can leverage the way it was intended to be used and the and the all kinds of innovative ways you can use it to still impact your creative industry and then leverage yourself as a leading creative in your field who can um optimize your work with the use of AI, right? And that would just make you that much more marketable. So I definitely don't think humans are replaceable. However, I don't think AI is going away. It's just going to continue to become more prevalent. There's more and more types of AI and more and more resources out there in addition to ChatGPT. And yeah, hopefully in the future, we can talk about some other, we can explore some other AI besides ChatGPT and see, you know, what the different types are and how they work and what works well for different things and share those resources with you, but... Yeah, actually, I think I'm going to go ahead and put the resource that I used to learn about what a large language model is and how it works in the show notes. So if you want to read more about it yourself and learn a little bit more about it from people who are AI experts, which is not me, then um, then you can go ahead and check that out in the description of the podcast episode. We'll go ahead and put the link there and share it on Instagram as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you can find us at Big Brave Business on Instagram. And don't forget that every Wednesday we release brand new content where we interview some of our incredible friends in business and in life um, every Wednesday over on YouTube at Big Brave Business. You can follow Sarah at Sarah K Heater and you can follow me at Amanda Nelson Reads on Instagram. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. I want you to know that we send them to each other. We dance when we get them. It means so much to us. So have a great rest of your week and we'll see you soon. See you
0: next week.